Hello fellow Gritizens! Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend us your ear, because here on our Grow My Grit podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. My name is Peter Willis, coming in from Calgary, Alberta, together with our gritty guru, Hayes Shetmeyer, who is beaming in from Mississauga, Ontario. Here on the Grow My Grit podcast, our intention is to engage with guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles, and what obstacles we've faced since the beginning of 2020. However, one of the biggest opportunities available to us all is the possibility of recreating our identities and re-engaging our relationship to both ourselves and to one another using the unique strengths we already possess and reliably bring to challenging situations. With our individual grit compass as our guide, let's explore what's available on the other side of obstacles. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm so ready. So ready. (laughs) Hi, Hayes. Hi, Renata. How are you doing today? Good. Fantastic. Awesome. So good. Like, yes. So Peter has let the cat out of the bag. We have an exciting guest today. Her name is Renata Chubb. She is an expressive arts therapist and an entrepreneur, a friend, and just a great human being. So excited to have you here to hear about your grit, hear about your adventures, and hear about anything else you're interested in sharing with us today. Welcome, Renata. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> you are. So welcome to our podcast. What we love to do on behalf of listeners is invite our guests to talk a little bit about their grit, ideally telling us your G-R-I-N-T words, a bit of your adventures with the model, a bit of anything you think is important for us to hear and to learn from your experiences. Mm. Well, the grit model, I have to say, and Hayes has helped me a lot in terms of movement, which You know, I am, my work is very emotional, like there's a lot of emotion working with people, um, helping them express their emotions through visual art or, you know, movement or writing, Uh, and I'm often in my head a lot. So for me, the disconnection with the body was significant. You know, even though I'm an expressive arts therapist, there's still a need to return to my body. And my own limitations and thoughts and beliefs around that. So I know for me, that's where it was the most significant, or that's what the focus was, was my own body and movement. So like the growth was essentially acknowledging that if I want something to change, like growth isn't comfortable, right? We never talk about that. Like it's not a, it's not something that you're given as you're growing up, that growing can be full of discomfort, Right. Which I know it's interesting. I know that intellectually, Mm -hmm. but to actually be okay embodying that in certain aspects of my own life feels very different. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. It sure does. Totally does. Yeah. Um, And I guess resilience was my R, which, you know, I know that Um, showing up in all my imperfection. That's what I teach other people. Right. It's so interesting. You, you, Mm. you, um, teach what you yourself have needed to learn. Like it's interesting because for me, there's such a definition between the body and my own work and my process and my life. Mm -hmm. Like this feels like a separate thing to me, which is something that I'm working on. Um, You know, moving towards goals, like that resilience around 
I have no patience, right? So the resilience comes in and just remaining in the consistency, even though I want something sooner. Mm-hmm. How human of me. Yes. How human of me. How human of you. <laughs> right? Um, How human of you. And I noticed as, you know, Hayes and I were chatting and integrity was my eye when I first started this process. And it shifted. Integrity and honoring my own voice, like, you know, forget what society says, forget what I think it should be, forget the stories from childhood, you know, gym class or whatever, <laughs> mm. and stay with, um, you know, my own voice, like my own, a nurturing voice. Let's just clarify mm. that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because sometimes yeah. your own voice isn't the most nurturing. And then my T was truth. Um, the truth that I'm capable of all these things that, you have, you know, I put limits around. Interestingly enough, the eye shifted. My eye shifted. Um, my my grit eye shifted halfway through the process, I would say. And it went from listening to my own voice to uh, if then, if I do, as, you know, Hayes is helping me clarify that, but it's very true. If, if you know, if I sell... You know, if I reuse it in terms of my own art, if I sell a painting, you know, here, then maybe I could try and sell one there. And in terms of my body, it was, well, if I can do this kind of hard class, maybe, or, you know, 10 times, maybe I can go and do this other thing that I've been thinking about doing, Um, putting parameters on. So trying to learn not to do that so much, right? Not to stay in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just move forward. Fantastic. And what I heard you say a couple of things, just a quick summary for listeners. So you said your G is growth. Yeah. You said your R is resilience. Your I used to be integrity and somehow morphed into if then. Yeah. And then your T was truth. And what I took away immediately from all those elements is that internal external dialogue. So your growth is getting really, really, really small and trying to get really, really bigger than the container you're in, which means interacting with this external that you may or may not be of interest. So that's the discomfort there. The resilience, you said, you know where you want to be. I see that, but I just, how am I not there yet? It's this constant like pull from where I think I'm supposed to be to where I am. So there's this, a lot of tension in your model is what I'm hearing. And then the integrity, (laughs) the integrity of all the voices, like I know what my voice is, but there are these other voices in my head. (laughs) And then your truth, again, that whole external. So this is what's actually happening, but that's not how it's supposed to be in my mind, or this is how things should be according to my mind, but it's not happening. So what I just heard is there's a lot of um, civil war type activity <laughs> attached to your it approach to doing hard things. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's really, tension. Yeah. Tension, tension. And I think that comes from impatience. I've never been a patient. I can sound so awful when I say it, but it's true. I've never been a patient person. I just, I, I think because for me, I actually do have a fair bit of clarity about what I want and what I enjoy. Like I just, I think I do. It's the doing I get discombobulated in sometimes in terms of expectations, right? That um, this idea that things, sometimes some things take a long time. Some processes are slower and I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm learning. I, I actually now have a line that I repeat to myself. I am impatiently cultivating patience. (laughs) I am impatiently 
cultivating patience. Um, But the grit model has definitely helped me break down these, these, you know, not seeing them as negatives. It's just, it's me and my humanness. And how do I, you know, knowing, knowing who I am a little better so that I can actually go, you know, that's, don't go there. It's not necessary. Like, you know, in terms of, let's say, truth was a really significant one for me. Like the voices of, um, you know, I was an 80s, 90s, I was a 90s teenager. I'm terrible, terrible, you know, role models and social um, stories for young women back then, right? Like not great stories. And, and to just grow up in that phase and have to sort of put all that aside and go, well, that's unrealistic to begin with. And, you know, just voices of family members and things like that, just this whole staying true to my own, my own capability as opposed to the stories of others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Peter, what are you thinking about that impatiently cultivating patience line? <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> um, I was going to say, you know, I guess there was a... I, I think it was this comment, but I, you know, um, probably open for discussion. But like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. Like you were saying there, Renata, there's nothing wrong with being impatient. I think there are there are there are you know issues that arise from being impatient. But like as Hayes says, if we can identify those issues, then we can deal with them. But if that's your if your default is impatience, that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just, you know, there's ways to uh, either adjust or there's ways to accept it or there's ways to move on past that, I think. You know, so um, that was just one of one of my comments was that, you know, that's a really uh, that's just a mm-hmm. um, I, I don't I don't I don't see it that way. Like, I understand what you're saying. Like everything you said, Renata, I, I, I understand that. Um, mm-hmm. And I are working through some of the same issues myself. Um, what I what I what I was interested in was and this is just a bit of a challenge, perhaps. Um, but you were mentioning the if um, uh, if then. Right for your eye. Right. No, I don't. And, and so you're, you, you actually ended up landing on integrity. Is that right? Other way around. Other way around. Okay, that's great. Because that's where I wanted to go with it was like your if then. I I like that. And so there's a, and a couple of ways that I just thought of that that I thought were really cool was one is that like so, uh, you know, to use computer programming language, there's like in coding, right? There's if this, then that, right? So that's how scripts and computers and tons of things get to an end goal by going through like this deductive reasoning of if this, then that. And that's how they go through their scripts. That's how they, and by scripting, I mean, that's the computer language, right? That's how they get to where, well, we want them to go because we're using the computer or that's how they get to the end goal of whatever they're trying to achieve. And it's the deductive reasoning, if this, then that. Um, and I just, I thought that was, I hadn't seen that one before, you know, for, for I, you know, and I, and I thought that, and I really liked it. I thought if, uh, if then, I thought that was really, I liked, I thought that was cool. So, you know, uh, there's, if this happens, then this happens, or if this doesn't happen, then this can still happen. There's, so we talked just before we hit the go on the mics, we talked about procrastination <laughs> and how that could be, you know, there's, there's, there's some, there's some digging to do there in terms of procrastination. I'm sure Hayes is going to have a lot of cool stuff to say about this, but I thought, you know, I just, I really liked it because I, I just see that that's a, it is a path forward. It can maybe lead to 
a lot of uh, reasons why things don't get done, for sure. So there is that danger there, you know, that if then, there's maybe a reason why maybe that's that can be a difficult route. But there's also a really positive route to that, which is that deductive reasoning. You get to the end goal by going through, if this happens, then this happens, and this happens, and this happens. And eventually, what spits out is something really cool because you've gone through this this whole program of getting to where you want to go i just thought that was really cool so that was probably not intended but that's what i took from it and i hadn't seen if then before as an i and i liked it a lot yeah and that's uh yeah that was my two cents (laughs) (laughs) that was more like five dollars and i appreciate that contribution because what that (laughs) i took away from that is that whole sense of this is so subjective and that's what we love about having guests with same answers, different answers, but just people with really neat experiences because what you were thinking when you chose these words may not have all at all been what Peter experienced, but by sharing the way you do hard things, Peter has in fact created a system or a parallel to that of data processing. And it's funny because when I heard you say if then, a lot of the time it was in the it was in the holding yourself back sense where if I have a painting in a gallery and if I sell that painting, mm-hmm. then I'll mm-hmm. try something else, which is suggesting that, okay, well, I'm not going to try these other things until this one thing that I started works out. But in a sense, we have no control sometimes over the initiative or the outcome. So it's equally exciting that this same concept can have the forward moving option or the debilitating option. And that's what, again, I love about these conversations is that it may just be the same words, but if we can flip them around in a way that inspires movement versus stuck, we're still in the face of an obstacle, but it's how are we going to bring that skill set forward? So yeah, I love how that rolled out. That's a super polarizing eye. I love it. And you know what it's interesting is I just realized, you know, there is that sense of yeah, the potential for procrastination, but also the impatience. And what a contrast that is, right, in terms of moving forward. But knowing them, knowing that those are my sort of two pitfalls or, or yeah, my two, like, it's going to be one or the other. I, I'm either going to be horribly impatient and it's going to take too long, so I'm just going to, you know, uh, you know, either not go there or get frustrated or whatever. And then procrastination, like this idea of I'm just going to wait and wait and wait. You know, knowing that those are my pitfalls and identifying them, even that has helped, right? To go mm-hmm. like, ah, you're doing it again. You're waiting on something you don't need to wait on. Or, yes, Renata, this will take time. It's okay, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's and it's a form of, I feel like self-soothing may be extreme, but it's that whole conversation that we can have with ourselves. Self-soothing is that knowledge of, it's that self-assurance, the re the the affirmation of sorts, but just for me, hearing you say that reminds me that the purpose of the model in a way is an extra set of eyes or an extra set of ears on your circumstances. And so if you can objectively, before you're in the face of an obstacle or after having come out of one, really get a sense of what it is that got you through, what it is that got you around, over, then you have those resources available to, again, have that oh, we're doing this again. And for me, it's my tea and grit is time. And that's the usual one where like, okay, it's been four hours or okay, it's been three weeks. That's where my internal dialogue kicks in with that whole like, you know, it's okay (laughs) to make a different choice. So I I like that you expressed that element for us, for me. That was great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think interestingly, this model showed me my obstacle, one of my one of my processes that is getting into once I'm in, let's do it. Like 
but I, and that's where the, <laughs> like the, I'm impatient, let's do it, let's go. I've made the choice, right? Um, so for me, the model really helped me sort of, it helps me to get forward and start going mm-hmm. once I'm in. So we get, like, for example, when we started this conversation, where we I was talking about my body and movement and yoga, right? So, you know, I'm going to go, I'll do it later, la, 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 la. But now that I'm in, I'm doing it consistently three to four times a week, right? Yeah. But it's yeah. almost for me that this model has helped me kind of get past my stickiness at the very beginning of a process or the very beginning of yeah. what I perceive to be an obstacle, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I love that segue because how we ended up connecting in the sense was that I created the flow your grit option. So I have no grow and show your grit. Those are the three packages that I've been offering. And then I decided just through a lot of conversations that movement really and truly is a way for people to figure out because a lot of movements are difficult or there are opportunities to be like, why does this pose always make me want to cry? Or why do I always want to get out of this? Or why is this still happening? And so I propose that a flow your grit kind of piece would be needed. And so so to your point, you were essentially the pilot project for that initiative. And it really came out that, like you said, it was, okay, so a lot of your our conversations were about movement and yoga poses and particular flows. And we ended up actually, a lot of our homework, a lot of the conversation was, try this pose in this way. Try this thing that's really not your favorite for a little bit longer. And like you said, three months ago, it was yoga with Hayes online once a week and now it's <laughs> yes. and regular you know what? in person and you know what you know what the trick is <laughs> what's the trick hey and Hayes knows the trick is yoga requires patience <laughs> right <laughs> you can't rush through your yoga poses and say you've done it right? <laughs> so it was kind of like a bit of a double whammy for me to have someone say just hold it a little longer hold it a little longer right or you can do it you got like ah, so much in there in that for me Mm -hmm. the yoga encapsulating all of these things right like you have to be patient yes the class is going to be an hour even though you want it to be done at 35 minutes (laughs) (laughs) all of all of that's in there yeah and the procrastination component the showing up right the Mm, the discomfort yes yeah i'll do it it later i'll sign up for a class yeah yep yep but it reflects reality because in that same way where where else in your life are we not showing up for things because we're not sure how it's going to go or because we're not sure what's going to happen we're not sure what's going to look like so we'll just keep putting it off because it'll be there later even though it'd feel good or be a shift yeah that's yeah so movement definitely is a neat segue having watched the initiation into that. Okay, wait, these are things I said I was going to do. And I'm going to learn about how I do hard things by doing a hard thing that also gets me moving. So yes, go or something that for me, it was like, it's uncomfortable. It's one of those things. It's like running. If you haven't done it in a long time, you start off and you think, how did I used to do this? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, how was I do it? So the grit model sort of got me through like as the, the you know, flow your <laughs> grit model got me through that discomfort phase where, you know, with all that's been going on, like on mm-hmm. online, you know, doing it online as opposed to doing it in person, the motivation was like, oh, you know, here I am. I work here. Now I'm going to go and do yoga over there. You know, it doesn't feel quite as, but it has worked beautifully. Like here I am three, four days a week now doing it, still having my moments where I think, oh, mm, but I'm doing it <laughs> and I'm seeing results right? In terms of my own consistency and 
Yeah, it's no longer this thing that is like, oh, I'm going to do it later. You're doing it. It has helped me actually. You're doing yeah, it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm desiring to do more. So this is good. Awesome. Peter, what do you think? I always feel like I just start carrying on and... <laughs> No, no, it's great. It's great. Okay. I was just, I was, we've kind of covered it, but I just thought, you know, it'd be, uh, I'd like to hear from, from you, Renata, like how does, you know, so I, when you guys were talking about movement, the, my first, now you've explained it obviously, but I was thinking movement is that, uh, movement in like your professional life. Is it mental? Is it physical? So how is, how is movement? How is that discussion? Like, how are you guys kind of uh, talking about movement. So now I understand that some, some of it's uh, physical, obviously. So I was going to just ask, like, how do you find, um, you know, starting yoga and physical movement? How is that, if it is, helping you unblock or move forward with the other aspects of it? Like, is there a connection? Like, are you finding a connection between physical movement, physical challenge, whatever it is, and artistic challenges and blockages and all that kind of stuff or professional, mm. you know, like, are you finding that as you dive more into yoga, for example, that you are actually on the other side, you're, you know, quietly having some more triumphs, whether that's internal or external with, uh, uh, with your art or with your life in general. Like, I'm just wondering how movement is playing a bigger role. If it is. I believe it is. I believe it is. And, and to me, it's not unlike, um, visual art right it's it's the as the grit model has sort of shown me like how it's how you do things how you approach things what's your choice it's helped me a lot in terms of just now being braver taking on challenges like uh you know this truth component and the resilience so once again mine was growth resilience integrity and truth and I do remind myself, you know, when I put myself out there now in certain ways, either artistically or, um, you know, in my professional life with uh, perhaps clients that I'm not familiar with or their scenario I'm not familiar with or I'm not mm -hmm. totally like, mm, maybe there's, a, you know, someone better for this, you know, to help you. I remind myself that that's, you know, there's some growth in here. I need to be resilient. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, if I if I do this, then perhaps I can do something, you know, like you say, like it's an experience. Take if it in. This then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And then the truth is they've shown up on my doorstep. Why wouldn't I, you know, so yes, it has. It's I think the the yoga is like a mini model of other components. There was a stuckness there mm -hmm. that I knew I wanted to get past. And it's not that I was so stuck in other places, but just even easing that stuckness has let other things flow, if that makes any sense. Like letting go of that one thing that I kept putting off has allowed in a flow of other things. And a reminder to myself that what was the big deal? Like, what, what was that big deal? It was all mental. Yeah. Yes. Well, and yeah. emotional. Let's not get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yep. and to me, in terms of like when you, you know, Hayes talks about time and, and, and you have uh, patience and things. And one of the things that I always love about, and I've done uh, quite a bit of yoga with Hayes as well, uh, but yoga in general, I love the difference that, and I have to remind myself of this a lot, the difference an hour makes, right? Mm. The difference of like, 
the difference from when you start your class to when you end your class and how different you feel when you take stock at the beginning compared to the end. It is, <laughs> it is so different in one hour. And then there's, and there's so many activities that I can think of that I do on a regular basis that in one hour, I don't find it. There's no shift at all, really. Um, it's certainly not as seismic as the yoga shift, right? Mm -hmm. And I just find that so mm -hmm. fascinating. And I wish I practiced yoga a little more than I do, but I certainly have that in my brain. Like that difference from beginning to end in one hour is like, is massive, you know? And it's, mm -hmm. that's inspiring. And it, uh, it helps you respect time. And yeah. I don't know, it just, it brings all kinds of things to the forefront. You know, you can do a lot in an hour. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And you feel yeah. so different. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the perfect tie in a sense, because you pull together something that I was going to follow up with, with Renata as well. That whole idea that by recognizing that it's just about doing the thing, knowing that you'll be different after the thing, whether it's an hour, whether it's two days, but doing the thing, and then knowing that there will be change. I will be someone, something different on the other side can in itself be enough reason to start that process. So I love that you, that's what I heard you pulling together. And then Renata, when you essentially identified that tying into Peter's question, that having the chance to flow your grit and really get a sense of how you do this hard thing gave you the tool, which was knowing your grit. So you basically described that by having this tool in your mind, you now know how to approach. You now know what it is that you do well, and you are comfortable with that. This is how I do it. And yes, if it's a client that I haven't heard of, who's potentially there's growth there, I just need to be like, you just, you speak very fluently in that sense. So that's really the whole opportunity I find. And I hope for people is that once you've done that one hard thing, whether it's movement <laughs> or whether it's starting a business, you get used to seeing yourself get through, around, over to the other side of, and you're like, oh, how did I do that? Oh yeah, my G, my R, my I, and my T. So that was cool to hear you kind of pull yeah. that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been great. I, I, it, and it, it is exactly that. I've been able to, it, it, it's almost like a reminder. It's like, um, it's like a short reminder, like when you find yourself in that sticky place of like, oh, the uncertainty. And I, like, can I, you know, I have these quick reminders of like, and evidence now. I think for me, that was a significant thing. Like, and I think the yoga is symbolic of that evidence that mm -hmm. if I, as you say, show up consistently for this thing that I perceive to be hard, it's no longer hard. Like that's, that's, that's been the evidence for me. It's no longer hard and I show up willingly, right? Oh, yeah. so good. And that totally gets me thinking now, you've recently started a business, you've had businesses in the past, but you really pursued expressive arts therapy. And I'm interested in the, the parallel between having the opportunity to flow your grit and really get into what it is that you used to do and who you used to be and the growth you're seeing in your business. Like, has there been, have there been parallels in your ability to do hard things in your business as a result of being able to have that reminder of how you do things? <laughs> yes, <That's> there a... <laughs> have been. Um, what I have found is I have broadened my, I have expanded my, I want to say net is not quite the right word, but I have such a range of people showing up now that um, prior I might have thought I'm, you know, as I sort of uh, spoke to before, that maybe I'm not the right person for them, and or I don't, I don't really work with kids that young, or you know, all these ideas around what I'm, what my capability is professionally, 
And now Mm -hmm. I feel like I've expanded my window of, um, you know, what I perceive my abilities are with different, like, like with ranges of people and people arriving with very different experiences that maybe I haven't had experience with before, but trusting that, trusting, yeah, that because I have the evidence and it sounds that, you know, what would yoga have to do with that? But it's evidence that I, I, I know how to help you. I know how to help in some way, shape or form. I can certainly work with you through something, right? Which, not that I was uncertain of that before, but I was much more cautious around, um, I wanted to be certain as opposed mm. to go through the process. I wanted to know every detail as opposed to going through the process professionally and just like trusting in my own ability like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's interesting to me to hear you say certain so do you think that being certain is comfortable but being uncertain is uncomfortable is that where you've essentially let go of this whole idea like i know this is going to work i will pursue this lead versus well this right. person has showed up i don't know how so i'm you're getting like we say you're getting you're finding comfort in the discomfort like yeah. You're just believing that, okay, this is in fact a lead for reasons I can't imagine, but I will follow up and follow through. Yes, I think it is accepting the discomfort and then also just knowing that, um, accepting the discomfort and, and letting go of this, yeah, a let, there has been a loosening for sure of needing to know how everything's going to turn out, like letting go of this, the certainty professionally, because I think Mm -hmm. for me professionally, there was always the desire to have the answer. I know how to do this. I've done it before. Um, And now, you know, people are so vast and there's such a range of experience. There's no way. And just easing up on myself in that regard. And it's so interesting to hear myself say that because of the nature of what I do, but there is this, you know, part of me, the logical or the thinking part versus the feeling part. And the thinking part for me is always trying to, mm-hmm. I always want an answer. So, and I'm letting the feeling part lead a little bit more now. Comfort in the discomfort. That's how we roll. So I want to get you to just again, coming back to this artistic element, because Renata, you are a visual artist. Mm -hmm. Peter, you are an incredibly gifted musician, composer. Renata, you're also incredibly gifted. I just hear more of Peter's work because I'm an auditory person. And really talking about this whole interaction with the environment, because you've both talked about patience and impatience. You've both talked about really holding back or being impacted by the by the potential reaction response from the environment. So just that whole, not necessarily tied to your grit words, but as artists, how are you navigating that? Here's where I want to be. Here's what I want to share, but I'm not quite sure how it's going to be received. But I just that, that whole, that I feel like it's tension, but maybe it's the process, but how are you as artists interacting with that potentially threatening environment when it's safer to stay inside How's that going for you too? Take it away, Peter. <laughs> I'll just start off by saying, not well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, a great question. I think you know a lot of it. So it comes, to, you know, Rana, you talked a lot about patience, and I think that is a, that's a huge piece of this, and that ties into confidence as well. 
there's no C in grit, but that's, mm. that's tucked in there, right? <laughs> um, and I think patience has to, patience plays a big role in rediscovering um, your confidence, right? Mm. Uh, and for whatever reason, if you've lost it. I mean, so to me, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm so ingrained in what I do professionally or as a dad, or whatever that kind of, whatever those roles are, right? And I have become very disconnected from what actually turns my crank, what makes me, I believe, makes me who I am. And that's, and I've, and because I have, I've put that aside for so long, I've lost all the confidence. And sometimes I'm just like, I pick up a guitar, I sit down at the piano, I'm like, I'm doing it and I'm playing a show tomorrow night. And it's just not as, uh, I get really excited because I need it now, but Five minutes later, I'm like, oh, I'm just not good enough, right? And so, yeah, that patience, I need patience to get the confidence back. Those two are so, mm. they work so closely together and trying to understand, just trying to accept that it's coming. It's just a bit of a slow train into the station, but it's coming. And if I look, if I look at it, I know, I know I'm going the right way. It's just, I really have to remember just to not, you know, it's not happening tomorrow and for, for many reasons and being okay with that as long as I know that it's coming. And then, of course, I do work with Hayes as well to set goals to make sure that I'm just not forever waiting at the station. That's very important, right? At least not to tell the story to yourself right. that, yes, it's coming and just waiting and waiting and waiting. But those two things for me are so important. It's patience and that ties into, for an, as an artist who is a, you know, practicing but practicing uh, alone you know, that's a, there's a mm -hmm. confidence issue there. And those two things are, are tied, are tied together. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that's been amazing is, um, uh, is, is knowing, uh, to be able to, uh, to ask for assistance when you need it. That's a huge piece of the puzzle too. Mm -hmm. So being involved with Hayes has been amazing. Oh. Uh, so being able to reach out for assistance when you need help to <laughs> not wait at the station forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> True. Yes. Yeah. She's excellent at that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> she's excellent at that. <laughs> um, yeah. And for me, I'd say this, like I hear, you know what I hear when you say that Peter, the impulsivity and the spontaneity of creating, like it doesn't always come on a schedule, right? Like you do sit down maybe like with your guitar and me with my, it's like, I got to paint that now. And it, you can't schedule that right. As much as you might like to, um, it doesn't necessarily work like that. And so there is that tendency, I think, to, yeah, my role with, with people is to say, express it however it comes out. You know, whatever it looks like is irrelevant. And yet with my own work, sometimes it's really hard to have that stance because mm. that's my own healing process, right? It's so interesting. Like I experience what I ask other people to fly into, like this, un like as we said, the unknown, the discomfort. And yet with my own process, because it has been a lot of years of playing in this space, it's really hard to be patient mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, have your 10 not so great paintings to have the one that you like, you know? But there is that the the impulsivity and the spontaneity and the inspiration is necessary, and that I think that is what you can't contain that and you can't control that always. So I think for me, that's when you say confidence. I think that's where that's rolled into that somehow because that's an element that is it just 
it is what it is, right? It swoops in when it swoops in. Mm -hmm. You can provoke it a little bit, but but you can't demand it, right? I like that. Provoke the confidence. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking inspiration. Provoke the inspiration a bit, but you can't demand it show up. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, but Hayes has been very helpful with me because, like, I will focus on others. My role as an expressive arts therapist, I will mm-hmm. focus on others. And that's uh, part of me wants to say safer and a little bit more clarity in that space than my own artistic adventures, right? That's mm-hmm. easy to say. That's an easy place to procrastinate. And Hayes has been really helpful for me to say, like, what are you doing with that? Like, what are you doing with that? You know, yeah. as I find myself lugging a eight foot by four foot painting up to you know, some place, <laughs> to a gallery somewhere. So and she's easy. like, did you get it done? I'm like, yes, I got it done. Awesome. <laughs> so important. And ultimately, what I hear both of you saying is the role of community in arts, and I know I feel like we've just gone in this artistic trend, but that's okay because that's essentially the the heart of our our being is some of the time. But what I'm hearing you both say is that a lot of opportunity in knowing how you do some professional challenges or knowing how you get through some of those situations that are the work-related hard things. Whether so we started with movement, we ended up really getting into how your profession can end up pulling you away from some of the art that you love to do, but also it might support the art, but it also, in supporting the art, may take you onto others as your focus instead of yourself. But ultimately where I'm going is that what I've heard you both say is there's this opportunity to recognize that you are artists by nature and that there are choices that you're making that seem to be leading you away from your art and you have to be able to call yourself on that so in Peter's sense it's community like truly finding the community to support you like it's knowing what it is you need it's funny to hear your impatience and direction toward professional goals or professional adventures but also knowing that as artists there are supports there are supports and resources that would absolutely get you to your next level so whether it's a community of like-minded people whether it's a group of artists with similar goals so you can call each other out on are these helping but ultimately I'm, I'm hearing you recognize that artists have a unique set of obstacles opportunities that are usually not tied to their professional choices and it's really finding the balance and knowing that that in itself is a hard thing to do so how is it that what I make happen in other settings can somehow bring me back home to my artistic setting because that's what brings me joy and brings me energy and love and life and mm. smiles. So I feel like I just went on this massive detour, but what I <laughs> am coming to is that it's neat to hear both of you speak to the way that you are setting yourself up in support of other people in a way that takes you away from the things that recharge you and you know that about yourself. So it's not that we don't have things to do that are hard. It's that we sometimes don't acknowledge them. So you're totally in a better space than some people because you know what it is that's blocking you from getting to that sense of home. But it's, again, bringing your grit with you and deciding, okay, I'm committing to finding that community. I'm committing to continuing to say yes. I'm committing to whatever's coming into my window. <laughs> that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, Ace. That's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that sums it up. <laughs> awesome okay well then i think i'm gonna invite us to celebrate renata because i feel like this was an i feel very 
fluid, I feel. I don't know what the word is, but I feel like we started with a foundation of some kind of words and some concepts and really growth seemed to come out in a couple of different ways. And the question I feel of relieving with is, in which direction are we growing and what is fertilizing (laughs) our soil? So as we move in our three different directions, knowing what are we growing toward and then what are we kind of putting in our soil and Mm. what's next? Mm. Mm. We'll have to bring you back to find out what's next. (laughs) Top secret. That's my favorite line. (laughs) Yes, it's top secret till you come back. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for joining us. This was so, I want to say enlightening. I feel like I want to say all these words today, but they don't sound like the right words. (laughs) This was... Well, thank you. Enlightening doesn't, it's not enough. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, No, this has been, um, grit is good. Do the, do the flow (laughs) your grit. It worked. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it has been very, what's the word? A lot of shifting, a lot of shifting. Mm healthy shifting. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear about the mm-hmm. the flow your grit stuff Thank or not. You. I think that's really I I haven't done flow your flow your grit, but I think I can just uh I just can <laughs> I can I can feel the importance or I can appreciate the I think I can appreciate the importance uh and this journey to movement and how that kind of affects it just it's it can't be it can't be overstated just the importance of of movement, right? And that it just permeates every aspect of our life, I think. And I just found I, that was really, uh, really interesting to hear you talk about uh, Flow Your Grid. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to our listeners. Check out our show notes. Check out my website, growmygrid.com. And we'll put a lot of information about Renata up there as well. Awesome. <laughs> it was great to meet you, Renata. Yes, thank you. Have a great evening. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Grow My Grit with your hosts, Hayes Shetmeyer and Peter Willis, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. Technical production by Niall Fines. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Google, and Spotify. For more information about Hayes' book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. 